Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And let's stand as we hear the reading. And the scripture from Romans 8, 14 and 15. For all who are being led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. For you have not received a spirit of slavery leading to fear again, but you have received a spirit of adoption as sons by which we cry out, Abba, Father. Heavenly Father, we come into your presence this morning with humble spirits. We know, Lord, that we need your forgiveness. We thank you for the sacrifice your son made in our behalf. We thank you for the fact that we have heaven to look forward to. And Lord, we ask that you be in our midst again this morning as you have already, and we thank you for it. We ask you to bless each one in this congregation, whether they're here or not, we love them all. And Lord, be with Larry as he delivers a message. Let the Holy Spirit do its work. In Jesus' name, amen. And we'd like to mention in terms of prayer requests today, Dick Evans, our dear friend, Dick, who has had surgery. And there are other people who are in need. We learned this week about a young child in Springfield, and I think we've known about this, but it becomes more in our consciousness and awareness. And a young single mother who is attending to a child who has cancer and connected to our fellowship. So we need to be uh, in prayer for that little boy and for his mother. I think it's a little boy, I believe. Yeah. So we're going to be hearing more about that, and we're going to be uh, sharing prayer requests and maybe I think do something physically a, a project of some kind try to raise some money to help this unfortunate situation where a young mother without much means maybe I don't know all the details but she could certainly make use of some help I know so our prayers are with her today as well thank you Russ and with that let's spend a moment just saying good morning to each other go around and say hi welcome good to see you and then afterwards we'll hear the message for the morning and you got a little traveling music there Mr. Jason
Well, it's going to be like this when we get to heaven, you know. Everybody will be uh, singing and happy and eating uh, donuts, I think. <laughs> I don't know if we have donuts in heaven or not. We'd like to, uh, like to ask you now if you would just return to your seats. We'll get uh, into the message, and then we'll close the service with some uh, wonderful music. Okay, children. Time to come, class come to order. Order, order, order. That's what I, you know, about as close as I ever got to honor. You know, the honor roll was yes, your honor, no, your honor. <laughs> and the judge said, order, order, order in the court. And a kid popped up and said, I'll have a hamburger and fries. <laughs> hey, by the way, I'm using a different microphone here today. I don't know if you can. you hear me okay? Okay, good. This way I can wave both arms at the same time which is good. And if you throw something, I can, you know, put up my hands and duck. But uh, anyway, we're in the process of doing some uh, changes around here. And don't worry about that too much. It might be a little hot. Just dial it down just a little bit to number three, the yellow one. Okay. I think that's about right. Okay. So let's just think about this uh, passage of scripture that we just read. Can we see that again? Is it up there? Oh, this, this one's gone out. That's no good. It's oh, always something. Why does that do that all the time? Can anybody explain this to me? There goes our technical genius right there. This is the kind of person right here, this kind of man that, is, that God sent to us. The, the wonderful gifts that he has, amazing, truly. And I appreciate that. This is a still a little hot. I think what's going on, we're getting feedback. Let me move over here, away from the speaker. And that will cure that little high-pitched frequency right there. Is that better? 
You don't hear that squeal as much, right? Just turn it down just a hair. I may have to speak up a little bit, you know. I can do that. All right, we're a kind of experimenting. Test, one, two, one, two. <laughs> Tasting, one, two, one, two. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> there are other ways of saying that. I'm not going to repeat those in church. But anyway, uh, it's good to have you here. I'd like to ask you, if you would, to look at that scripture again. For all who are being led by the Spirit of God, all of those are the sons of God, and I'm going to say the children of God. So if it's true that those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God, then that would also mean, conversely, that the children of God are led by the Spirit of God. But what does this mean, to be led by the Spirit? How would you explain that to somebody? Or what, how would you understand that in your own experiences? It, bring, it brings to mind the fact that we are spiritual beings. Now, there's a verse that says, take care of your body. You are, your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Well, it's true that if we don't take care of our bodies, that our spirit will leave this body and go to the place from where it came, return to its maker. But we have a responsibility, in other words, to be both physical and spiritual. Uh, oftentimes people neglect their physical bodies. Do you notice this? You can observe this. It's very unfortunate. And I think in America we have a particular tendency to be lazy, uh, what is that called, a sedentary lifestyle where we're really not doing much and we're not really eating very well. We're eating a lot of processed foods, uh, things that the doctors tell us we should lose weight. Have you ever heard this? Uh, it's uh, very common, and, and you know, and we and we do kind of joke about it because we're all so guilty of it. But at the same time, we do have a responsibility to take care of ourselves physically. And I guess I mention this to you because I was a physical educator in college. It's my area of expertise, if you will. I taught physical education. My responsibility as a physical educator is to educate physically. Amen? <laughs> Why else would a person have a physical education uh, major and a physical education degree uh, trained as, a, as an expert and as a specialist to educate people about their physical well-being? Why would you have that if you didn't use it? Well, I'm so sorry to tell you I have to use that and remind us all Hey, take care of yourselves. Why? Because we love you. That's why. We don't want to see you sick. We don't want to see you suffering. We don't want to see you suffering because of a neglect of your bodies. So be careful. As my friends from Brazil tell me, Larry, be careful. Be careful. <laughs> I don't know what I was doing, but they always tell me, that, Larry, be careful. So be careful with your body. Take care of yourself. We want you to be around a long time. Now, I know that sometimes you can do the very best, take care of in every possible way that you can, and you wind up dying young. Well, you know, it's too late for me to die young. <laughs> I thought about that the other day. <laughs> and I think that, uh, you know, my hope now, the best I can hope for now is that when I do die, they'll look at me and they'll say, boy, he sure looks good, don't he? <laughs> Boy's in great shape. How did this happen? <laughs> it's, uh, 
it's just a big part of life is saying, taking care of your body and being physically fit and eating right and doing all the things that your doctor already told you. So don't be mad at me, okay? I'm just repeating what he said. But there's a whole other area of our life, another dimension of life that I think is sometimes people with all the sense and, and concern about their fitness, and some people are so devoted to fitness. I mean, they're just like physical specimens. They just, you know, GQ magazine, you know, the perfect body and everything. Uh, but at the same time, neglect their spirituality. Now, I think it's a beautiful thing that God has created us to be both beautifully physically and beautifully spiritually. And it is not that it is not his will that we neglect either of these. We can be a physical specimen and be phys uh, spiritually a weakling. Okay? We can be very shallow, like shallow how, you know, you ever hear of shallow how? We can be <laughs> all about whatever people look like and whether they meet our standards and all that. Or we can become people who see people for who they are and we see the beauty in them and the wonder in them. As Shallow Howe finally did at the end of the movie when he saw the, the beauty of another person not based on her physical appearance. Well, how does it happen that somebody could develop that kind of spiritual sensitivity? It's a person who is attuned to God. Because a person who's in touch with the Lord, in touch with God, in touch with their creator, will have this sense of spirituality and have this appreciation for all things life gives us, including physicality and spirituality. Do not, diminish, do not diminish the importance of your physicality. Do not diminish the importance of your gender or your sexuality. Do not diminish what God has given you as a gift in his creative imagination. He made you the way he made you, and the way you work is really pretty cool because that's what he invented, and, you know, he knows how to do stuff, really, really cool stuff, right? So don't diminish your physicality. But at the same time, don't diminish your spirituality because it is ever bit as important as your physicality. So what is your spiritual health this morning? What kind of exercises have you been involved in? What kind of mm, program are you on? Do you have a plan? Are you working on this? Where can we find value in this? I think the greatest compliment that anyone has ever given another person is if they tell them, I see something wonderful and beautiful in you that goes beyond your physical appearance. Now, what are they talking about? They're talking about spirituality. Spirituality, by the way, is extremely attractive. It's not something that's like, you know, I used to worry when I was a boy. Uh, you know, I would go to the Methodist church, the second Methodist church, because I wasn't good enough to go to the first Methodist. But anyway, <laughs> I was at the second Methodist, and they used to talk about, you've got to let God take control of your life now. You've got to let God be in charge. You know, I thought, okay, okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> like a hole in the head, I need this, you know. I, I 
want God to be in control of some things, like especially picking out who my girlfriend's going to be, right? You know, I don't want that. I, I think I'll leave that to my own choices. But what I discovered was that God knows about all of life, including who your girlfriend should be, who your boyfriend should be. He has a way of just making all this stuff work out so beautifully. And the thing that's so beautiful is that you have a natural tendency to be, whether you're a guy or a girl, it doesn't matter, you have, be, you have a tendency to be attracted to someone who is spiritual, someone who has some depth, someone who has some character, someone who has principles they live by, somebody who has like certain standards of commitment to something, someone who has a vision for something more than just, you know, getting back to the to the job tomorrow morning, someone who wants to do more than just watch television, someone who has dreams and goals and passion and commitment to something. You're, you're able to look at that and say, man, that is so exciting. That is so attractive. It's so beautiful. That's the kind of person I would like to be around. That's the kind of person I would like to be. Now we look in the mirror and we say, oh, well, let me see. I need a little here and a little there. I need some of this and some of that. And we buy a lot of products to try to keep ourselves looking good. But at the same time, if you really want to be attractive, what you also need to include and should by God's word include is include your spiritual life and become a sensitive, compassionate, mature person who actually cares about other people. And it will result in, in enriching your own life you will find that people will value and appreciate you more because of the nature that they sense within you, the spirit that they sense within you. And you will have characteristics that, apart from this, you wouldn't have, like love, peace, joy, patience, kindness. Isn't it the greatest compliment when someone says, thank you for always being so kind. Thank you for always caring. Thank you so much for your concern. Those are the kinds of compliments that make us feel the best. And after all, that's what it's all about, right? Feeling good. <laughs> no, 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 I just, that's supposed to be funny. But, but it is true that Jesus said, if you want to really find your life, then lose your life for the sake of someone else and other things, and you will actually discover your life. And, you know, if you try to gather up riches you'll lose them but if you will lose your life for my sake you'll have tremendous value and tremendous riches that will come to you because of this so it's about the spirit of god now the problem with the spirit is this you can't see the spirit you can't see the spirit but don't let this bother you as the old trite explanation goes you can't see electricity either but the lights are on today <laughs> It's true, isn't it? As trite as that may sound and as often as you've heard it, it's true. Uh, you can't see the wind. Jesus said this. He explained it this way. He said, you know, the spirit is like the wind. It's like the wind. Now, you cannot see the wind. But I can tell you for sure that there is such a thing, and you know it. And you've had some terrible wind this week. We had those high winds. 70 mile an hour straight winds that knocked the telephone poles down down by Atlanta. We were out of power for two or three days. The wind is a, is a tremendous force. So Jesus likens the Spirit of God with the wind. It can be a powerful force. 
The Spirit of God is a powerful force in people's lives. It's a powerful force in the world because it affects the way people think. It affects their whole perceptions of life and their whole commitments to what is important, what's not important. The Spirit that drives the physical actions and the physical activities and the, and the interactions and the societal, the societal and relational situations that people live out are greatly affected by spirituality, by the Spirit of God. So I can tell you that the wind is real because yesterday I was flying an airplane and I was over the city of Lincoln, Illinois at a thousand feet above the ground looking down at the courthouse. It's really kind of a cool view of the courthouse. And I told my student pilot who was flying with me, I said, don't get too close to the courthouse. <laughs> I said, if we lose the engine here, we really got nowhere to go, and I really don't want to land at the courthouse. But anyway, uh, a thousand feet above the ground, on the air, the invisible, amazing, fantastic air that was carrying us along, amazing. So when I talk about the spirit, I know that it's hard to imagine. Sometimes it's a little ethereal, right? How do you put your hand into the air? You just whoa, it's like I'm waving and I'm not really feeling anything, but if I do it fast enough, I can feel it. So everybody go like this, really fast. Feel it? Can you feel it? I feel it, I feel it, I feel it, I feel it. I feel the burn. <laughs> there it is. You, it's there, but we don't see it. It's there, we don't think about it. That's like the Spirit. The Spirit is with us, but we don't sense it. But He's always with us. Now let's take a look at a few verses from the Bible about what the Spirit can do, okay? And this is going to be brief, but I want to share these with you. The Bible says in the first book of the Bible, which I love, the first book of the Bible, uh, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was formless and empty, and darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. The Spirit of God was hovering over the deep. I think of it this way. The Spirit of God is hovering over you. He's hovering over you. You have no sense that He's there, but He's hovering over you. Like all the deep of your life. Oh, this is really getting deep now, you know. Yeah, all that really deep stuff. All that darkness there. You know, like the disorganized life that you're leading. <laughs> Do you ever feel this way? Like, what in the world is going on? It's so confusing. I'm so disappointed. <sighs> Why couldn't it just be simple like it was when I was a kid? When everybody paid the bills and all I had to do was report for supper. That was so good. <laughs> I want those days back, please. But I'm so messed up. I'm so confused. I'm so heartbroken. I'm so sad. I'm so hurt. Blah, blah, blah. Over all of this, the Spirit of God is hovering over your life. So I would like for you to think about it like that, okay? So here's the deal. The Spirit of God, the Spirit that leads you, will lead you in a creative kind of way. As God created the heaven and the earth, He did it through His Spirit. Creative and wonderful things can come through you if you allow the Spirit to lead you. Be led by the Spirit and become a creative person. So when you hear about a little child that has this 
terrible dread disease of cancer, and you know some of the people who know this child, you all of a sudden the creative imagination starts to roll around in your mind and you begin to think, you know, what could I do to be of some aid to this child? What could we do as a group of Christians? Could our church get involved in some way? Could we raise some money? Could we lend some kind of for, some support? It just applies to so many situations. The Spirit is hovering over us, friends. The Spirit is hovering over this little congregation, and He is about to get us organized into something. <laughs> I don't really know what all, but it'll just be amazing what all God will do as He looks into the depths and sees who we are and where we are and opens our hearts to His creative power. So the Spirit of God brings creativity and also, the Spirit of God does this, if my uh, notations will stop being so blurry. Are, you, are your notes getting more blurry as the years pass? Mine are. It's terrible. Oh, amen. Thank you, brother, for saying that. <clears throat> Here's what Jesus said another time when Jesus spoke about this. Think about the Spirit with me, okay? The time is coming and has now come. Time has now come. When true worshipers of God will worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks, God is spirit, and his worshipers must worship him in spirit and in truth. So we, we see something really amazing here, that God is spirit. You know, we draw pictures of Jesus. We know that Jesus was flesh. He was human on the earth here among us incarnate but jesus said god the father is spirit spirit so if you imagine that god is sitting on a big throne somewhere well that's kind of metaphorical but the fact is god is this is in this world in his spirit so this worship of god that jesus described requires that you become attuned to God's Spirit. How do you do that? Well, you turn on your radio, and you dial around until you find the right frequency. You know, turn your radio on and listen to the music in the air. Turn your radio on, heaven's glory share. Turn your lights down low, just turn your lights down low and listen to the master's radio. Get in touch with God. Get in touch with God. Turn your radio on. <clears throat> Sorry. I'm not a very good singer. You might have heard that song. Well, thank you very much, Liz. You're the only one clapping. I appreciate it. But it's like that. It's like, wait a minute. Right now in this room, filling this room, there are many electromagnetic, electromagnetic waves. There's music in the room, there's, there are voices in this room, there are all kinds of there's jingles and jangles, advertisements. All this is going on right here in this room right now. You, do you sense it? No, it just sounds quiet here. I don't hear anything. I don't see anything. But there are pictures of people, there are people talking, there are people playing games. There's all kinds of stuff going on in this room electromagnetically. And all we have to do is find a receiver and tune it to the proper frequency, and lo and behold, hi, I'm Paul Harvey. Well, that was back a few years ago. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? You gotta turn the radio on. 
You have to make the decision of, I'm going to get in touch with God. I'm going to turn the radio on. I'm going to open my heart and be sensitive and open to the possibility that God is hovering over my life. That to worship Him and to know Him and to connect with Him, I have to let my spirituality evolve and become more sensitive to who I really am. I'm not just a hamburger on feet. I realize I'm a nice-looking hamburger, but I'm more than that, you know. You have to think about your spiritual life. I'm, I'm not a hamburger on feet. No, I am a spiritual person as well. That's what I'm saying. So the Spirit of God will bring out creativity. It will bring out a form of appreciation for who you are as a person. One other thing that I have to tell you about, and this is so beautiful, and it is that the Spirit of God came over David one day. David, remember David, the guy in the Old Testament is everybody's hero, you know, the one that had 300 wives and uh, I, I did a bunch of other stuff. Remember him? The man after God's own heart. One day the Spirit of God came over him and he ripped off all of his clothes and he ran out in the street and started dancing in the streets. Uh... Maybe that's a little too far. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, you see what I'm saying? What was he doing? He was celebrating. He was celebrating. And when you find the Spirit of God not only hovering over you but beginning to interact with you, you'll find that spirit of joy. Steve and I talked about it this morning. We talked about the music and how the music of the worship service is both celebrational and also reverential. So the Spirit of God comes into the celebrations when the spirit comes there's always a party always a celebration maybe even some hospitality and at church when you walk in just look to the right there'll be coffee and some donuts and maybe some breakfast pizza which i didn't get any of so but thanks to those who brought it the spirit of god brings about creativity brings about celebration the spirit of god brings about comfort I'm going to close with this one. Jesus said, I'm gone. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, well, I'm leaving, but I'm not going to leave you alone. I'm going to send the comforter to come and be with you, and he will be with you forever. You will never be separated from him. He will never leave you. He will always be there for you. Now, you and I all know that life is more than just a celebration. And life is more than creativity. Sometimes life is crushingly cruel. Sometimes life can be so sad, so painful, that you think, is there even a God? Where is all this promised help? Uh, our bodies get old. We become frail, we're subject to disease, accidents, tragedies, horrors of war, violence, crimes, insane people doing heinous acts of violence and murder on innocent people. And sometimes we begin to wonder and we begin to doubt, and it's understandable that we would. But Jesus said in the middle of all of this, in the middle of all of your own self-induced misery. Is there any misery worse than self-induced misery? I don't think so. I think that's the worst kind. 
the kind where we're kicking ourselves for our stupidity, kinds where we just think, oh, I was so stupid. Why didn't I, why didn't I think of, why didn't I think more? Why didn't I realize, you know, why was I so quick to judge? And why was I so harsh with my children? And they're crying in their beds and you're sitting in the library and reading your book and it crosses your mind and you can't focus on what you're reading because you remember the tone of your voice when you spoke to your little girl. You load your, And you lay your book down and you go up to her bed and she hasn't fallen asleep completely yet and you look, you sit down on her bed and you say, Daddy was too harsh and I'm sorry. I ask you to forgive me. And you become aware that even you have the capacity to be ugly. And there are things in your life that you kick yourself for and you feel bad about it. And if you can rectify it and make it right, that's great. But some of us have had those experiences when if we could go back and redo, we, we would, but there's no redo, okay? So we live with not only a sense that there's evil out there, but there's also evil in here. And Jesus has said, I will never leave you, I will never forsake you. And he said that to his disciples, all of whom abandoned him, all of whom, all of whom denied him, all of whom left him at his greatest point of need. And yet, after he died and rose again, he came to those same people and he said, look, it's all forgiven. Don't be concerned. I have something I want you to do. Isn't that great? I can't believe how merciful and gracious God is. Christ said, Peter, I got work for you to do. I got things I need you to do. James and John, you guys are all worried about where you're going to be able to stand on the stage. I don't care about that. I want you to go tell people about the love and the mercy and the grace and the hope that this world needs. And it needs me and my mercy and my grace to go out and be my witnesses. And I will be with you always. So as we communicate the gospel, we have a sense of comfort about it. You know, it's like sometimes you wonder, are we doing any good? Are we making any progress? Are we actually accomplishing anything? And the answer is a resounding, yes, we are. So don't doubt yourself, and don't doubt your Christianity, and don't doubt your spirituality. Just remember, Jesus said, I will never leave you. He said, I will comfort you in the darkest days. And some of us have lived through dark days, tragic days, days when we utterly scream at the top of our voice in anger and in anguish, over the circumstances that we are involved in. But Christ said, in the middle of it all, I will bring you comfort. And guess what? He always does. It may not come that day. It may not come that week. It may not come that year. But he will be there. He's always hovering. It's just we have to tune him in. Friends, Let's become more spiritual. Let's grow and become more aware of our spirituality. Let's become more attractive to other people because we are spiritual people, spiritual characters, spiritual personalities. And don't forget to comb your hair. That will help too.
<laughs> which maybe I need to do this morning, come to think of it. But, <laughs> well, then just put some, uh, what do you, what do you, turtle wax on it. <laughs> there you go. In other words, I know that you're all concerned about your physical appearance. I know that. And I'm just asking you as my brothers and sisters, let's all be as concerned about our spirituality, our spirituality, because that is one way to be an absolutely beautiful person, no matter what you look like. And I know that that is so true. All who are children of God are led by the Spirit. Where's the Spirit leading you? Let him have his way. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.